0: Full
1: 10 Yards Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome in to the Full 10 Yards podcast. It's draft week. It's it's Lee's Christmas Eve. Well, not it's Christmas <laughs> Eve, Eve, I suppose. Um, we are going to be here. We're going to do two podcasts this week—an extra bonus podcast for you. We're going to be breaking down all of the first round picks. Uh, you know, every team whether they take they take, take trades or they they take the picks or maybe they'll trade up or down and look at some players that might be available in those positions and go through every team, uh, their needs and you know the players that they might be uh, might be suited to them. Before we do that, a couple of other things. First down today, uh, we're going to talk about all about the NFL schedule because that was released maybe a couple of hours after our last, like the last time we spoke. Uh, the quiz is up on second down and Charlie Hawkins from the Ice the Kicker podcast is returning to have a stab uh, to be to be crowned the champion of champions in the uh, full 10 questions. And then for, third down will be picks 1 to 16 of uh, take or trade. Uh, so, we'll be going through the first 16 picks there in the NFL draft first round. Uh, we also have we have a guest uh, with us for that, but we are in Rob and Lee, um, the three amigos, if you will, uh, back into the podcast. Lee, how are we doing?
2: Yeah, very good, thanks. Yeah, really
1: good. Uh, I won't talk about Leeds United. Uh, Rob, how are you doing? No,
2: no.
3: Let's talk about Leeds United, please. As a, <laughs> as, a Norwich, as a Norwich fan, Lee, how are you feeling about Leeds
1: United right now? Don't know, I've got yeah, I, had, really, I got money really on it. I had. I got money running.
3: Not really talking
1: about it at the moment. <laughs> we were we we were moving. We,
3: we made up for it. We had a beer on Monday, um, myself and Lee. We went to the mm-hmm. NFL UK mock draft live in London at the Hippodrome. Uh, we had a fantastic day. Uh, we had a few beers afterwards, mate, them we? And uh, had a good laugh.
2: Yeah, we did. It was a good day. Yeah, good, good, good time had by all until we started talking about the football.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, nice, nice picture there with uh, with uh, Roger Goodgrove as well. I saw uh, is is in my inbox. But um, yeah, yeah, it looked like a good event. I'll, I'll try and come down uh, next year if they have one. But uh, yeah, glad you boys uh, met because we've we've ne- not neither. Well, I've not met either of you, uh, and there's a three, we've not met up. So we need to we need to rectify that over the summer. Um, so uh, oh, we'll, we'll, sort, we'll sort something out. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can do a live pod as well. So um, that would be that would be quite cool.
3: Um, I am down for that.
1: Uh, talking, oh mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. It would be, it will be, be great fun. Um, I'd love to see what my diary is looking like. I do come down every now and again. I uh, so I'll give, I'll give you boys some dates. Um, a bit of, a uh, bit of podcast housekeeping to do before we move into first down. Uh, the my touchdown box gift box has still not been uh, claimed yet, so uh, they've got till tomorrow's podcast to to do that. Otherwise, we will draw another number and draw another winner. So uh, the winner was at Tim Ritson one. So if you know him, or maybe you do know him and you want, uh, you want your another chance at winning the. The touchdown box don't tell him <laughs> uh, to be quite honest so uh, yeah we shall uh, with that being said uh, we will move straight on to first down first down yeah, as we went off air yesterday, a couple of hours later, the NFL schedule was released. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what you guys make of the NFL schedule release. Is it just um, you know, just going through the motions or do you actually look forward to the schedule release and try and trying to plot your way to the Super Bowl, Lee?
2: It doesn't move the needle a great deal for me. I mean, we know sort of who's going to be playing who, like long in advance, people sort of treat this as like a massive event in some in some respects but it's not I mean like yeah it's it's nice to sort of have it laid out and sort of have your plans laid out and you know if you are going to try and make it over to the States to see a game then you can kind of you can see it and make plans but no it's, it's just another day for me Rob?
3: Yeah same as Lee really um it's interesting. I will definitely dive in a bit deeper once the draft is over, um, from a fantasy perspective anyway, to find out who's got the sort of strength of schedules going on. Uh, That's certainly something that does influence me throughout the fantasy season. Um, so I'll definitely dive into it in the summer. Uh, but for now, yeah, it's been, it's been released. And, and for all of those, lucky enough to go on their their, their summer holidays to... To the US, and um, they can start planning around that. But uh, yeah, more more of the same. I see that uh, the one thing I've taken from it so far is the Patriots have got another easy schedule.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the NFL can't really do anything much about that. But so yeah, uh, you know, you know tide might change very very soon indeed. There's there's a couple of snippets actually that I thought were quite interesting uh, in the schedule, both from a team perspective and. Uh, obviously, you've got um, yeah, Thursday night football. had a had a really good schedule, actually. I thought. Obviously, Fox pumped a, a lot of money into into Thursday night football, so they've got some decent games uh, throughout the year. Um, Thanksgiving uh, was a bit meh. Dallas Cowboys obviously uh, have their traditional home game against the Buffalo Bills. Not the greatest of spectacles, and last year they had New Orleans and the the Atlanta the Falcons, and we get a repeat this year. Not quite sure what they're really getting out there trying to put that one on again. And then also we get another one of the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions, who everyone knows was the 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 backup quarterback bar wasn't it last year? Um, wasn't yeah. it? Was not a great. <laughs> it was not a great spectacle. Um, but yeah, I've got a, what or oh, seven teams here that I thought was quite interesting. So Cleveland Browns, obviously everyone's favourite team now. Um, they've got three prime-time games in the first five weeks. Uh, Monday Night Football against the Jets, where they got their first win last season. Uh, Sunday Night Football against the Rams the week after in week three. Uh, Monday Night Football again on week five against San Francisco. So, you know, a lot's going to be made of, you know, can Cleveland handle the pressure? Uh, and they're certainly going to be under the microscope there in the first five weeks, being on TV uh, three times. Uh, also, New Orleans uh, in the first three weeks as well. Been 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 handed a bit of a tough draw, really. Week Week one, the Monday Night Football game against Houston. Uh, and then week two, their Thursday night football, travelling to the Rams, so that's not the uh, the greatest of turnover there. Uh, and then to to the cherry on top, uh, week three they are at the Seattle Seahawks, so not an easy opening schedule there. First couple of games at for New Orleans, um, some some really interesting schedule actually. Tampa Bay, um, they have a, they have a stretch where uh, between between weeks four and ten, uh, they do not play at Raymond James Stadium. They're either away or have a bye or in London, so. Um, four away games and one London game. Uh, they didn't, never play in Raymond James Stadium in October. That's very interesting, I thought.
2: Wow. Mm. Mm, yeah, so there's a, a few ones like that, isn't there? Obviously, mm. Chargers had that last year where we had a massive stretch, like 40-odd days, mm. um, not playing at home. And then the Raiders have got it this year. We've got a pretty similar stretch this year. It just needs sorting. It just seems a bit unfair, really, that you ask these teams to go on such long road trips.
1: Mm. Yeah, talking to talk the Raiders as well, actually, they've got eight games where they... they They're playing the 1pm Eastern time, which is obviously like a a 10-11am West Coast game. So uh, that was quite interesting as well, that the the, the, Mm. England Raiders play. That's quite quite high, I thought. Uh, A couple of other snippets. uh, Miami... Uh, for some reason have three of their first four games at home, you know, in hurricane season in September. So uh, we all remember the eight or so hours that it took to to finish the Tennessee game last year and obviously the postponement of the Tampa Bay game in 2017. So I'm not quite sure why they try and put Miami games on in September. Uh, Maybe they should try and flip that round in future years, but who knows? I don't know. Um, Maybe they enjoy uh, mucking things up, who knows? A um, couple of other teams I just want to get through quickly. Uh, Atlanta have a, a 13 out of 16 games indoors, uh, and their first outdoor game is not till Carolina in week 11. How about that?
2: It's a long stretch, yeah, yeah. really long stretch. Mm. Um, obviously, it's the way it's going now, isn't it? With The Dome Stadiums, it's yeah. just going to become more and more. More of a feature of the league, I'd say.
1: Yeah, yeah. The free, even the the free away Atlanta games aren't that bad in terms of climate either. At Carolina, week eleven; at San Francisco, in week fifteen; and at Tampa Bay, in week seventeen as well. So no cold conditions there for Matt Ryan and Matty Ice and the gang. Uh, and then finally, the, the the most interesting one I thought: uh, Baltimore Ravens um, play alternate home and away games for every game this year in for all sixteen games, and it's only the fourth time it's happened since nineteen seventy eight.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> you have been digging deep on
1: these so stats. There, there you go. Tom Daly, Tom Daly dive there for you. Uh, <laughs> nah, it's,
3: uh, did I, am I reading this correctly, Lee? Um, uh, we face each other in week one, don't we? Indianapolis. And, yes, and that's right.
0: Yeah, right.
3: Just, just having to flick through the Indianapolis uh, schedule again. And yeah, I think, um, yes, that's, that's 16 wins for us this week. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, no, yeah, I can see it happening right now. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, the only final one. Pittsburgh uh, have five of their last seven away games uh, at the end of the season. So we all know that Pittsburgh like to throw a stinker away from home towards the end of the season. So there's five five opportunities there. It yeah, plenty of candidates. Mm. I mean, they're all poor teams as well. So that also ticks the box for, for a poor team. So um, yeah, that would be Pittsburgh. But yeah, in general, again, you know, schedule's out. Yeah, After you've seen the first flick of it and maybe look to your teams, uh, you don't really worry about it until, I suppose, fantasy drafts, uh, maybe in August, late August. Um, so mm-hmm, we, yeah. yeah. But I thought it would be just it's quite quite a few uh, quite a few interesting snippets there actually you don't usually get that quite variety and I thought it's quite interesting again with the Cleveland Browns uh being on the up under the microscope as well so that's all yeah, you know, just, th-
3: just one more thing just as you mentioned fantasy there we always look for the bye weeks in yeah. fantasy football yeah. and immediately the, the the first one that sticks out is week 10 where there's six spies uh Denver Houston New Orleans Jack uh, sorry New England Jacksonville uh, Seattle and Tampa Bay. So uh, yeah, week week ten looks like it could be an interesting one for fantasy football. Yeah,
1: there you go. Yeah, there's always one. There's always one. apocalypse uh, they call it, don't they?
3: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Binado, by by apocalypse yeah. Wherever floats your boat.
1: Yeah, Binado, by Binado. By who come up with that? That's awful. That's worse than what I could come up with. <laughs> anyway, uh, we we shall move on. So that's the schedule. Uh, next up, uh, change up on second down. It's the uh, the quiz, the full ten questions. So get your get your pens and papers ready and your thinking caps on. <laughs> Second down. Second down here on the full 10 yards is the full 10 questions. Going to change it up a little bit from the norm, but we welcome back Charlie Hawkins from Ice the Kicker Pod to see if he can better Adam Warford's 7 out of 10 in 1 minute 42. Charlie, how's the confidence?
0: Uh, so 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 it's the off season so we'll see if I'm keeping in shape mm-hmm. uh, have I been going to the OTAs or not so yeah. we'll soon find out yeah,
1: absolutely absolutely okay like I say yeah um, Adam Foxcroft last week got, got six in just over three minutes so that was no good so the current leader and the current time you have to be is uh, Adam uh, with one minute 42 I believe so with that being said we'll, we'll oh actually hang on two seconds I need to get me I need to get me stopped That that would help, wouldn't it yeah, it would, help I, it would help if I if I got my clock and uh, set set the time on you like uh, like a pack of dogs dogs. But we'll uh, we'll start you off, Charlie, in three, two, one. Question one: Where do the Philadelphia Eagles play their home games?
0: Uh,
1: Lincoln Financial Field. Who is the current head coach of the Atlanta Falcons?
0: Uh, Dan Quinn.
1: Question three: What number does a Jacksonville Jaguars uh, running back Leonard Fournette wear? Ah,
0: twenty
1: four. Uh, question four, which player did the Tampa Bay Buccaneers take in the first round of the 2018 draft?
0: The Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yep. In, in last year's draft? Yep. I got this question last time V VR. Oh,
1: did you really? Bloody hell. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, how's that for luck? Uh, <laughs> question five, roughing the kicker penalties, how many penalty yards? Uh, five yards. Uh, name any team that Carson Palmer has played for in the NFL. Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Question seven. Which team in the AFC North last contested in a Super Bowl? Um,
0: AFC North. I'm trying to. uh, The
1: Denver Broncos? Uh, Question eight. Which player rushed for the most touchdowns in 2018, so last season?
0: Um. No, I've got that Denver Broncos one wrong there. That's just the Steelers. Um, uh, who rushed for the most touchdowns? I would say James Connor.
1: Okay, question nine. Name either of the two main commentators on Sunday Night Football for NBC.
0: Um, Tony Romo. Oh, he's CBS, isn't he? Uh, NBC. Um, Troy Aikman and. Uh, I'll I'll you, Tony Romo. <laughs>
1: yeah. And finally, question. I, I folded. Question <laughs> yeah. uh, ten: How many career receiving touchdowns did Randy Moss get within ten?
0: Ninety-five.
1: Okay, we'll stop the clock there. Two minutes ten. Do you reckon you got? Uh, do you reckon you got eight out of ten?
0: No, I think I, I think I, I, I the, 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 Denver Broncos. I was disappointed in myself, so I think <laughs> uh, I yep. think it all went downhill rapidly from there on in. All
1: right. Well, let's see if he folded like a deck chair on Brighton Beach. <laughs> <laughs> So let's take a look. Started off very well. Philadelphia Eagles, Lincoln Financial Field. Question two, Atlanta Falcons, Dan Quinn. Not many, not many people were able to get that one. So yeah, well done on that one. Uh, Leonard Fournette. I've got his number twenty-seven, not number twenty-four. Mm. Uh, Tampa Bay. Like I say, very, very good recollection there. Vita V. I can't believe I've given you that question twice. What, what are the chances? Um, I, <laughs>
0: I, I, I must did... be a big Vita V fan. I'm <laughs> gonna have to. Surely I'm gonna have to get his jersey
1: now. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Roughing the kicker is fifteen. It's. Um, the, the the five yard penalty is um, what's the other one what's the other rough in the kicker you get I can't remember I have to mid running oh running running into the kicker's five yards
0: ah oh, okay so,
1: so yeah bit of a, not not really a trick question but yeah maybe a bit of a toughie uh, Carson Palmer Cincinnati is absolutely right uh, which team in the AFC North uh, I've got Baltimore Ravens down here so not uh, Denver Broncos unfortunately uh, got your divisions mixed up a little bit there um, most touchdowns rushed for twenty eighteen uh, funny enough is still Todd Gurley not many people no. remember Todd Gurley, being, considering his end of the season, but he's still uh, rushing. throwing. He was about 17, 17 rushing touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I think I was trying to think too hard, when it was clearly, obviously, the, the year Gurley had. I was trying to think of who else was there, but obviously, yeah. Gurley's still the man.
1: He's indeed. Uh, question nine. Two main commentators of Sunday Night Football on NBC is uh, the, the, the great uh, combination of Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels.
0: No, I did not get that wrong.
1: <laughs> and uh, Randy Moss within 10. Uh, 156 was Randy Moss, so uh, no bueno on there. Unfortunately, Charlie, just the four this time around. Oh,
0: that's that's embarrassing. That's,
1: um, well, that's yeah, well it started off well. I was thinking, oh, he's confident here. First two questions. I was questions. flying, weren't I? Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, and then yeah. the season just peters out too long for <laughs> a bye week. Nothing. I'm just the first quarter man
1: first quarter, man, indeed. But nevertheless, Charlie, uh, welcome, uh, w- welcomed you back onto the podcast. Lovely to have you on uh, and chat to you as always. Enjoy the, you, what you guys do as well. Just listen to your mock draft pod today as well. Do uh, you just want to tell the listeners out there how they can get in touch with you if they, uh, for some reason, don't know who you are?
0: Yeah, I'm from Ice the Kicker pod, co-host with a good friend of mine, Tom Deacon. Every week we give a little sprinkle of news, uh, just scratch away at the surface at your club, try to get uh, news for each and every one of the teams, and then we... We've put our own unique spin on it. But, yeah, you can catch us at Ice the Kicker Pod.
1: And just just for the benefits, because I've, yeah, because I quite enjoy it, just, just, before we let you go, just give us a boom. Boom! There you go. You can enjoy that on Ice the Kicker Podcast if you go and give that a good listen. Very much recommended here on The Full Ten Yards. Charlie, thank you so much for, for coming on, and we'll speak to you soon, my friend. Thank
0: you for having me. Really appreciate that. Uh,
1: down. Third down time and time to get a bulk of the yards on third down. It's time for take or trade. We're going to go through all 32 picks in the first round, but for this podcast, uh, we're just going to go three rounds. Uh, picks one to 16 because who knows? It could it could go on for a little while, but hopefully, it's going to be it's going to be a fun exercise. I'm quite looking forward to this one uh, draft. Obviously, just around the corner. Uh, joining us alongside Rob and Lee is uh, Kieran Patson, who was one of the first guests on the the full Ten Yards. Obviously, has had a go at the quiz as well. Kieran, welcome back into the podcast. How you doing, my friend?
4: I'm doing very good. Living at large in America.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot. Lots happened since uh, since we last spoke. You do some you do some coaching now.
4: Yeah, defensive backs for a high school. It's tough, but you know, kind of rewarded.
1: <laughs> so we can we can expect to see you in the NFL in a couple of years.
4: I mean, yeah, I'll be on the sideline with an Andy Reid gut and some massive glasses, but I'll be there.
1: <coughs> Love stuff. <laughs> stuff. I, I, I think Bill Belichick will believe in your Patriots soon, so maybe there's a vacancy there that he can, uh, can aspire to.
4: He called me, but without Tom. I don't know if I want to be there, to be right. honest. Right,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure everyone will be uh, be as picky as that uh, if, if New England come calling, but who knows? You know, fair fair play to you. But let's talk about uh, things that are more nearer on the horizon. Obviously, the NFL draft is a couple of days away, and we're going to go through all the, f- the picks in the first round. We're going to look at every team. And we're going to decide whether or not we think they're going to take the trade, uh, going to take the pick or, or trade it away, and um, potentially what scenarios could come up there because there, you know, there are a lot of teams that want to trade back, but maybe not so many teams that want to trade forward. And of course, end of the first round, you will see teams jumping in like Baltimore Ravens did last year to pick up Lamar Jackson at 32. But we'll start at the other end of the draft. First six picks, we're all going to kind of have a, a good old discussion, and because it, it's, it's top five essentially, we, we all kind of think we know who's going who's gonna to go where, although if you are ask me i don't think uh arizona go Kyler murray number one but we'll start there anyway uh i'll i start us off just because i can um i think they're gonna they're gonna trade this pick uh, again, probably I'm I'm in the minority. Uh, I, ju- I just think the number one pick is as a draft as a whole is going to be very crucial, isn't it? Um, in terms of QBs and who gets itchy feet, and then you know if they don't take Kirk, if they stay at number one and don't take Kyler Murray, um, then it's just going to get very interesting, isn't it? So, uh, certainly, what San Francisco and New York Jets at two and three want. Uh, Rob, we'll come to you first. Uh, obviously we said to you last week on, on the podcast we got you to d- decide in the end didn't we? you were the deciding vote you said uh, Kyler Murray <laughs> Kyler Murray goes number one um, is, is that is that still your thought or are you, are you now sitting back on the fence
3: well you, you've got to approach this in, in two different ways haven't you it's yeah. either it's either Josh Rosen gets traded by early Friday morning Thursday night for us um, and then it's obvious what's going to happen uh, if if Josh Rosen is still there come come first pick I don't. I don't think they're going to go with um, with. with uh, uh, oh God, what's his name? Um, Kyla Murray, <laughs> the most <laughs> the most you, talked the
1: most <laughs> about quarterback, and you forgot his name.
3: Yeah. wake up, <laughs> Robert, wake up. Uh, yeah, Kyler Murray. I don't think they're going to go for him. Um, if if it's, like I said, you have got to look at it in two different ways. If if Josh Rosen is traded, then yes, Kyler Murray will be an Arizona Cardinal. If Josh Rosen is still there, come the first pick. Uh, and he's still an Arizona Cardinal. Uh, I, th- I think it gets Nick Bosa personally.
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly with, with Kyler Murray, I could also see a scenario where they take Kyler Murray, uh, and then what happens straight after is the the trade gets announced. Because I, I did hear a rumor going around that uh, you know Arizona have made calls out and said, you know, everyone that's interested in number one pick, give us your best offer, and then say we'll make a decision. So it'd be interesting to see if it, if it plays out that like that. But Lee, obviously, you've been on the, the Kyler Murray bandwagon with everyone else going at, at number one. Is that is that the right pick or is it uh, is it the wrong pick?
2: No, I don't. I mean, I've, I've you said I'm on the Kyler Murray bandwagon. I'm not really on the Kyler Murray bandwagon as a player. More so that I think that'll be the pick. Yeah. I think it yeah. will be the pick, but I don't think it will be. I don't think it's a good pick. I don't think it's the right way to build your team. Um, I think what Rob said is exactly right. Um, they're just kind of in a game of who thinks first with everyone in terms of trading Josh Rosen yep. and just seeing if anyone sort of gives them the price that they want at this point. And if not, then you know they'll start taking, on thinking about taking lower offers come come the time. Because I think, like I say, I've I've been on the this thought, thought trade for quite a while. that They're going to do this. That's what they want to do. And you know they can't have two quarterbacks on the roster because it just doesn't make sense and it tanks Josh Rosen's value.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Just seems like you're cutting your own hand off, isn't it? And uh, Kieran, obviously you're out in the states. What's it been like over there? Is it still Kyler Murray mania? Because obviously. Um, you know, a month or so ago, it was all about you know him declaring for the draft and the hype train. You know, is, is the hype train kind of run out of coal now, or is it still quite Kyler Murray menu at number one over there?
4: All right, so I live in Ohio, so everything here is Dwayne Haskins and Nick Bosa, but every news outlet is covering you know ha, um, Kyler Murray, sorry, like he's gonna go first. Right. I don't agree with the pick. I think there's at least three quarterbacks. Who could potentially go in the first round? Who are better than him in almost every aspect, besides maybe his his wheels. But yeah, everyone's bought into the hype.
1: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And so it'd be interesting. I think the, again, like like most drafts, I suppose number one pick's going to kind of set the scene for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the draft. You know, don't don't, don't call me clever for nothing. But uh, but let like we saw with Baker Mayfield last year, kind of kind of set the dominoes. Uh, into transition, didn't it, into effect, and they all started falling. So, um, I think even more so this year, depending on what happens at number one, whether Arizona tra- trade or take the uh, the pick, it's gonna. It's going to shuffle a lot of ruffle a lot of feathers, and a lot of people could be uh, moving positions if uh, if they t- if they take the pick and don't take uh, Kyler Murray. But that all remains to be seen. So we move on to, to number two, San Francisco. Um, again, probably another team who would love um, Arizona not to take Kyler Murray and stay in that pick because then you know that number two pick then looks uh, very appetizing to teams like maybe an Oakland Raiders or a New York Giants and all the other teams. Maybe there lo- are looking for a, a a quarterback. But I think. No, no matter what, uh, or, you know, playing the percentages, they'll take the pick. Uh, and I, I suppose, Lee, it, again, depending on what Arizona do, they're going to at least, at the very worst, going to get one of Nick Bosa, Quinn Williams, or, or Josh Allen. I.
2: Yeah, I think both from the top of that list. I think I've spoke about this in a previous podcasts. That it, it's just a perfect fit. It's hand in glove. Um, so yeah, I think that that'll be the pick there if he does go number one overall to the Cardinals. Let's say. Uh, I think second in line would be Josh Allen. He's the best pass rusher not named Nick Bosa in this draft, and uh, he forms a nice duo with with D Ford on the edge uh, for the Niners. And uh, I don't see them going anywhere else. To be honest with you, they invested quite a lot in their defensive line, so I don't see them going Quinn. And even though he's a better player than Josh Allen at this point, yeah. uh, but I just I just don't think it fits the need. You know that so they 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 need to take they, don't, they need to take an edge, mm. no matter what, really. Yeah.
1: And Rob, do you do you only see the only scenario where they trade down is is where Kyler Murray still there at two.
3: Yeah, I, I think it's it's so hard to predict this draft not knowing what Arizona are doing because I think it, it, it's all, to, to, to predict this draft, it's all dependent on that first pick. And if if Nick Bosa's on the board at number two for the 49ers, yeah, absolutely, definitely going to the 49ers. If Nick Bosa isn't there, that pick is going to be... Tri- uh, got to be traded Um, I've got no doubt in that I don't think although Josh Allen is a good, great player uh, as Lee's just alluded to I I think that the trade capital will far outweigh what they think Josh Allen can provide I think they're going to get a lot more uh, than what they think if they take Josh Allen so
4: yeah it's it's Nick Bosa or or trade for me
1: Mm. Yeah, Do do you agree with that Kieran? Uh,
4: Given that Quinn and Williams might be still on the board just because how I feel Uh, Arizona might draft I would take Quinn and Williams over Nick Bosa there's Nick Bosa's good and he's pretty much identical to Joey and as we know Joey is a a, a pro bowl level player but I I see Nick maybe being a pro bowl player but he's never going to be the MVP people are making him out to be his wingspans not big enough when you see him matched up against OU's Bobby Evans he just shut Bosa down because of his small arms span because he doesn't have that elite first step he gets shut down by bigger guards and bigger tackles a lot but his problem is he has got that power and he has got that technique so he can beat it but if he goes up against an elite offensive lineman he's getting especially somebody who's a lot bigger than him he's getting shut down instantly which is why i'd personally if he's still on the board take equivalent williams just because he's so much better he's a better pass rusher He's a better run stopper. He can play anything from Cocknose, five tech. He can be a two gap, a one gap, and he's a leader. I, I would always take Quinn and Williams if he's on the board, but I think 49ers are still going to take Nick Bosa. Mm.
1: Controversial, controversial. Um, I, I suppose we can, we can couple this obviously with the New York Jets at three again I, I think um they're they're in prime position to trade back as well to to an Oakland or a New York Giants if if Kyler Murray is is there but again if Kyler Murray's at two I think he then gets taken at two by someone other than San Francisco but uh in you know in a in a normal world I suppose if, if you take Kyler Murray at one and then San Francisco take uh, Bosa or Josh Allen or Quinn and Williams at two uh, again from from the New York Jets Lee I suppose it's uh, another one of those one of those three that are left on the board
2: yeah, if, we, if uh, it's Kyler and then, then uh, Bosa, yeah, you would yeah. think it'd be Edge. Or the, I mean, the Jets have been quite public about wanting to trade out, so I think if they can find a partner yeah. um, you know, to do so, then they'll, they'll do that. The, the problem is, you know, when we're looking at the order how it is now, you're kind of thinking, yep, yeah, they'll, they'll look to trade down, this team will look to trade down, this team will look to trade down. But that early on, it's difficult to see who will move up because we kind of, what well, we think we know at least who the number one, number two are going to be. So... It's difficult. I mean, maybe the maybe the Raiders move up there um, and try and take a oh, Josh Allen. Because obviously, if they uh, left with Cunningham Williams, he again doesn't really fit a need too much. Because uh, obviously, they invested quite a lot in their interior defensive line last year, uh, so they could they might want to jump up one spot mm. and uh, and kind of uh, take Josh Allen with that pick.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a bit of a Natalie and Brilliant situation, is it? Where you know they, they've bolstered the offense in the free agency, and you know they need a defensive player, and that you've got Quinnen Williams potentially Quinnen Williams and Josh Allen sitting there as well. And if Kyler Murray is off the if the off is off the board, the price for that number three pick isn't going to be what the New York Jets want it to be. So, uh, and, mm. you know, apart from trading up for Kyler Murray, is not really you know you could make the case where, that and Williams is is worthy of trading up a couple of spots for uh, to the, to the free spot, and then you know the Jets maybe. Might might actually price themselves out of Josh Josh Allen if they go back to to six or or seven or or where, wherever. But um, yeah, it's it's a hard one for, for the New York Jets. say so they, they've come out saying that they, they they want to to trade down. What what do you make of uh, the, the Jets, Kieran, and their situation?
4: I've I've personally gotten taken Josh Allen. I mean, he's he's one of the best in the draft. I mean that this draft is stacked in terms of defensive <coughs> talent. Yeah. And I think Josh Allen definitely deserves to be up there in the top five. There's guys in my top five that maybe don't deserve to be there, but need to be there just because of the necessity of the team's taken. Like, I personally don't think Nick Bosa should be top five or uh, push top ten. But when you've got the need for a a tackle as good, a defensive tackle as good as him, and where he does match up so closely with his brother, yeah, his measurables aren't, all that but when he's identical to his brother in technique, size, wingspan, power and he can still do exactly what his brother did at college that makes him a shoe-in for the teams who need a defensive tackle.
1: No, that's that's fair enough and I say that that then brings us on to uh yeah you keep po- keep poking the Nick Bosa the Nick Bosa wasp nest there didn't you um...
4: <laughs> Uh given the fact that I'm in Ohio I get a lot of hate for it but I'm ju- I'm just trying to measure everyone on the same sort of thing i look at measurables i look at how they play and the only thing i can even think of why nick plays as he does given his measurables is because like i said he hasn't got that elite first step but he's got brilliant power and he's got brilliant technique which is exactly the same as joey joey doesn't have that elite first step like a, a russia like edge rusher like von miller would have mm. but he does have brilliant technique he does have a high football iq and he produces as much as his brother. So I think he can go into the NFL and be a pro bowler. But I don't think he's going to ever be a defensive MVP like people are making out. He's not a game changer.
1: Mm. And of course, obviously, you've got some injury injury niggles there as well. But uh, let, let's move on then quickly to, to number four. Uh, Oakland again, another one where we do, will they or won't they, uh, they take Kyler Murray? I mean, one thing for so certainly is if uh, Kyler Murray is somehow still there at four, the the Oakland Raiders will will pull the trigger on there. But uh, I, I don't see them trading. I don't personally don't see them trading up to to number one to go and get Kyler Murray. I think they'll take the pick there at four, uh, just because again, you know, you've got potentially one of Nick Bosa, Quentin and Williams, and, and Josh Allen there, and we, we all know what John Gruden um needs is a, is a pass rush, you know from from giving, giving away Khalil Mack and his his lack of uh, Oakland lack of sacks last season I think there was it 13 I think all season um so again he, and whoever whoever the third is of Nick Bosa Quinn Williams and Josh Allen it's he, just going to fall into their lap
2: yeah probably I mean it's kind of stupid isn't it you know they need pass rush yet they like, traded away one of the league's pass rushers. It doesn't really make sense does it but then again it's John Gruden uh, but, yeah, I think what you'd say is perfectly right. I think if Kyle Murray is still left on the board at number four, then they'll run the pick in, you know, in the first 10 seconds. I think John Green's a big fan. I think he sees sort of a, a player that he can work with and, and kind of mould. And I don't think he's infatuated with Derek Kyrie. That's so even more of an excuse to get rid of him and maybe bring in his own guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll end up going Quinnon because I think the, the first four picks, in my mind, are at least pretty set. Uh, I just think Quinnon's going to be that sort of best player available by far. At that point, and just too too bigger player to turn down, even though it doesn't, it's not a massive need if they do end up making that pick at four.
1: No, I mean many many are brandishing uh, Quinnip Williams as is, is one of the best players uh, in in this in, in this draft class as well, and he's just a, he's an athletic freak, he's an absolute uh, absolute monster. Rob, um, if, if Kyler Murray does fall to maybe two two or three, do you see Oakland maybe p- picking up a you know trading their four for maybe twenty seventh or thirty fifth to to go up a few spots? Mm,
3: potentially, ah. Uh, i think he'll be gone though i think he goes one or two because i think if he's still there at two I, I just think san francisco will trade him away so mm-hmm. i i have him as gone um which for me opens up yeah the whole um josh allen speak for me for the edge uh going back to to gruden my favorite quote from last year was gruden who said uh, yeah it's so hard to find a, a, a decent edge rusher in the nfl <laughs> <laughs> it
1: is, it is a yeah, it's a different way
3: yeah, uh, whatever, mate. Uh, no, um, <laughs> yeah, Josh Allen is the, is the pick for me here. Um, I also think, because you skipped me for the Jets take, so I didn't oh, My apolo- My
1: apologies. <laughs> so,
3: unbelievable. Uh, I think Williams, Quentin Williams goes three. Whether that's the Jets or not, I'd... N- Yeah, I think the Jets, obviously, they're trying to to trade it away. They've been public, as Lee said, with that. Um, And I think Quinn Williams, as we've already discussed this podcast, uh, he's he's definitely a generational talent at defensive tackle. And I think someone comes and grabs him at three. (laughs) To be honest, defensive tackle is, is, defensive lineman is actually one of the Jets' needs. Uh, as is edge rusher so i don't i understand why they're trying to trade down they haven't got a second round pick they traded it to us last year mm. but at the end of the day they could pick up one of these top top guys and tick off one of their one of their primary needs uh, yeah. for the year so i don't really know why they're so public about wanting to trade it away um but yes for me it's josh allen to um to Oakland.
1: Mm. yeah and then that probably leads us to to pick five where if you if you look at mocks and you look at people talking about pick five, it's probably one of the more, the more slam dunk picks of of the uh, of the draft. You know, I've not seen. You can probably count the amount on one hand uh, the amount of amount of mock drafts or amount of opinions where they don't see Devin White go to Tampa Bay at number five. Uh, Lee, obviously, they lost Kwan Alexander uh, through uh, free agency. Is, is it this? Is it that slammer dunk that Devin Devin White from uh, LSU goes to Tampa?
2: Not necessarily. I mean, yeah, it's a really popular pick. I think the position is one that they definitely need. Like you say, they've lost personnel from that position. There's a there's a lot of people who think that Devin Bush is actually a better player. So Mm. that could be the way they go as well. It's a pretty similar position, pretty similar player. Um, I think did we have who do we have on that was was it Joel last week, who really liked Devin Bush over Devin White. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think there's quite a lot of people sort of in that camp, so it could go either way. Um, I think you know there's potential at other places as well. They could do with a right tackle, they could do with a pass rusher. Um, so yeah, there's not it's not a definite that they're going to go there. I just think it's a lot of people have, have sort of got on that train. It's kind of gathered support quite quickly and for quite a long time as well. But um, I've obviously been doing my final mock over the last couple of days, and obviously waiting to release that in a couple of days on the draft day. Uh, I don't think I'm going to have Devin White going to number five, but obviously I'm not going to reveal that. <laughs> yeah, <thank you. laughs> um, my article,
1: did, Rob. Rob, your thoughts? Is it is it going to be linebacker or nothing? Or, well, not not nothing, but the, I I can't see them trading out the pick five.
3: No, I've got I've got it down as Devin White. Um, yeah, for all, all the reasons you've just mentioned, really. Uh, I think linebacker is obviously their biggest need. And, yeah, they've got the pick of the, the two. Devin White, um, Devin Bush, whatever. whichever one takes your fancy. But for me,
4: it's it's White.
1: Mm. Uh, Kieran, any thoughts on, on the two Devins?
4: So, I'm going to go slightly controversial. I actually had Devin White going to pick earlier to the Raiders. I just think when you look at him, he's... He used to play offense as well. So the big thing he needs to fix in his game is his tackling. You'll see when he tackles, he does tackle too high sometimes, which with bigger players does lead to him getting shaken off a bit. But I had him going to the Raiders. Just I'm an LSU fan, and that guy's a freak. So, But at number five at the Bucks, I've actually got Juwan Taylor, an offensive uh, offensive tackle. Mm. I just think their line is terrible. Like You've you seen him play last season. I know it was probably two of the worst quarterbacks in the league they have playing for them outside Fitz Magic's first three games. I just I just think they need that offensive tackle so they can start building that offense. I think yeah, they've got a couple good, decent parts on the defence, but I think offense is the big need for them right now. They say defense wins championships, but also touchdowns do, and they need touchdowns a lot more than they need a defence right now.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. saying so, again, the backfield they can they can address maybe a couple of rounds later as well. Um, yeah. Interesting. Temporary. So maybe not as a, as a slam dunk. There. It's always good to get a different opinion. Actually, it's probably. Uh, it's probably why um, it makes it makes a good conversation certainly, um, but certainly it's, it's hard to find. You have to search high and low for someone uh, the mocking, not them, not them taking a linebacker off the board there. But let's move up to number six then. Again, a lot of uh, smoke screens around whether the Giants might move up or whether they'll be stupid and take Daniel Jones here uh, at six would be absolutely ridiculous. But uh, again, another you know, you've got the scenario of Kyler Murray uh, dropping down one or two spots. You could see perhaps the. Uh, The Giants moving up, but David Guttman's come out and said that he wants an O-line and a D-line from their first two picks in the first round. Obviously, they've got the pick there from the uh, uh, ideal Beckham trade uh, at 17. So remains to be seen whether David Guttman, who's usually good to his words, uh, follows suit in this one. But if, if they do take the pick at six, Lee, are they taking a quarterback or are they taking a lineman?
2: No, they should take a lineman. I think it's a nice, sweet spot for some of the good linemen. Yeah you have having this draft. You know, you could have John Taylor. I know we've just said he could go to the books, and and it, which, like I said, I said it myself that he could could go be a tackle at number five. But you know, you got you're gonna have Jonah Williams there. You're gonna have maybe John Taylor. You're gonna have some good players in that spot, and um, and then obviously you know if you get into trickle down because someone does trade up for a quarterback or some some drama happens up top, you you could have and slipping, slipping down that, that low, mm. or you could take someone a little bit higher than, than you would imagine, maybe Christine Wilkins or something like that. So it it, it could be yeah, it's either side think I don't think it should be a quarterback it's not really worth on taking uh, that high to
0: me
1: yeah and I say if they did someone once on like Quinn and Williams Rob I, I suppose you know they have picked 17 as well but they could possibly keep that and just trade trade maybe six and 37 uh, to move, and maybe like a 2020 pick or something to, to move up a couple of spots if they wanted to go and get someone not not a quarterback
3: yeah, I, I can see it happening, but uh, for me personally, Jonah Williams is my favourite uh, offensive line. So, as Lee said, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go there, and um, I'm going to have them going down as picking Jonah Williams. Mm.
1: It's interesting. I think the um, I think the Giants is probably the first one where you, you either food guttleman's not stupidity, but you, you don't really know what they they're going to do. They could do anything, couldn't they? Just say it. Yeah, I could just say it. Yeah, Kieran, what, what's uh, your thoughts on the Giants?
4: I think they should take Dwayne Haskins, personally. I think he's a much better quarterback than Kyler Murray. I like Kyler Murray, but there's too many things that are, are, are too hard to ignore about him. He goes through his reads way too quickly. I mean, yeah, you've got to be fast and your brain's got to work quickly, but it's not... I, I think some for the New York system, especially with Pat Shermer running that offence, he's going to be going through reads way too quickly. Uh, I just think... Haskins is a better pure passer than Murray as well and that's the system they're going to run in New York is that pure passing system they're obviously going to have Saquon Barkley but if you watch Haskins play it's very Tom Brady-esque he'll hit you under the bottom for five yards he'll hit you under the bottom for five yards and then when you're used to that him throwing the slants and the cut routes and stuff he'll then just hit you for like a, a 50 yard bomb or something so I think Haskins fits better at the New York Giants but they they could take Murray, Drew Locke, anyone pretty much plugs into that offense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd, I'd say take Dwayne Haskins.
1: Mm. So you're going, so you're going quarterback. Interesting. I um, say so again, we he's, at this point we, we have no idea what the Giants are doing.
2: I think Kieran's just trying to win back some of like, that Ohio faithful,
4: so he uh, can walk around. <laughs> 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 I have got a Toledo Rockets strip. They're they're gonna hate me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, moving moving swiftly on then. So this is where we not not part ways, but this is where we divvied them <laughs> up, uh, divvied them up a little bit, and we assigned uh, Lee the Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, so I think
2: one, I think they're going to keep this pick. Let's just get that out of the way. I don't think I don't see the Jags trading out of this pick at all. Uh, I don't see it being a defensive pick either. But there's several ways that they could go on offense. So you know, you look at the wide receiver and for example. They're all speedy, relatively small guys. So wide receiver's definitely in play. I think. Uh, and a certain Mr Pringles could come into play, I reckon. Oh, you uh, love you it's love being Pringles. A bit, being a bit different. No, I, don't, I mean I don't think it's nailed on by any means. But I just think it's an option. Uh, you know, I'm building up some build. I'm building up to my. You know, I'm not going to go in, say what I'm going to think first. I'm just building up to it. You,
1: are you the president of the DK Metcalf fan club?
2: <laughs> I, if there if there is one, I should be. <laughs> I was having to. I was having some words at the mock draft that was like yesterday about him, and uh, yeah, having to defend my mm. my case with him. Uh, to a few people as well.
4: I'll back you up on that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> there we go. There's one one fan. We've not had many, many come through here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, back to the back to the Jags. Uh, another another area. I mean, Tim, you should know. Obviously, that Cowboys fan. Jeff Swain, not here at tight end, nah. so you could go tight end there. Uh, obviously, uh, just at, uh, looking at their depth chart the moment, he's slated to be the starter for some reason. You know, so you you got Hawkinson, you got Fant in They're both in play. But, I mean, you've got to look at the offensive line again. Um, they've got Cam Robinson, they've got Norwell, who they spent a lot of money on. But the right side is looking pretty bad. So they could go right tackle again. And, again, we're just looking at the same sort of tackles that we were mentioning for the Giants just previously. So you're looking at, you know, you joined Williams, you uh, John Taylor. So I think, I think that's the way they're going to go. I think they're going to do something sensible. And, uh, you know, because they're going to get a new quarterback in at some point in the next couple of years. So I think maybe building the foundations and obviously that helps out Lennon Fournette in the run game as well, obviously, moving forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the one thing is we can say about Jags is if they pick on defense, that would be uh, that will probably be a mistake. So yeah, you can certainly see something on offense, whether it's um, a tight end. I'd be i be, be personally surprised if it's a wide receiver at this point, considering how you know flat the the class is. If you like, they can pick one up in the in the deep rounds if they want. I, I think maybe tight end or or, or lineman, considering who's on the board there still at seven. Uh, moving one pick on the Lions, here, I have got I, again. They've come out publicly and said that they want to trade and um, you know. Call us and, and they'll, they'll there's a few there are fair, fair few gaps on this on this team isn't there, um, so it could be if they do ap, end up taking the pick at eight it's going to be kind of a best player available at, at their needs isn't it uh, edges stacked um, guys like Montez Sweat Rashawn Gary could, uh, could come in Ziggy Ansar has not been the cleanest bill of health over the last year uh, or so but then again they could also go on offense uh, T J Hawkinson, again if he's not taken by the Jags is is another option they need to need a tight end. Uh, after they let a good one go in Eric Eborn a few years ago now to your Colts Rob um but considering well, I, I, was, I was trying to think of this one from Matt Patricia's standpoint obviously last year first two rounds they went Frank Ragnar didn't they at center and, and Kieran Johnson um which is su- surprising considering where he's come from and who Matt Patricia you know, is a defensive guy so um I'd be surprised if they don't, if they go away from on on defense here so um I, I certainly expect a, a pass rusher to, to help you know, either cover Ziggy Ansar's injuries uh, if he goes down or to compliment him if, he, if he's in the team uh, as well. So they're my thoughts there. But I, I do think they'll, they'll trade they'll trade down the Lions, but it wouldn't be the worst thing for them um, if, they, if they stayed there as well. But there are quite a few holes there on the uh, Detroit Lions. Wide receiver could also be in play, but again, I, th- I think they'll go defence uh, with pick eight. Uh, go to K- uh, Kieran, pick nine for the Buffalo Bills.
4: I'm... I've gotten taking Andre Dillard, an offensive tackle. I think he's got the power and the size, and they really need somebody on the offensive line. Or Josh Allen is not going to develop to his full potential. The kid is a crazy athlete. We've seen him hurdling linebackers. He can throw, he can throw fifty yards through the sticks off from his knees. The guy is ridiculous. If you want to see who throws further, him and Patrick Mahomes would be ridiculous. But I think if they take Andre Dillard, he's a very good offensive tackle. And, and he's going to be able to help Josh Allen develop as a passer, so he's not always scrambling around, so he can sit up in the pocket and he, he can finally showcase what he is as a passer. I think that's a very sense. It's not a flashy pick, but it's a necessary one.
1: Mm. Any any situation here, Kieran, where the Bills can trade back? Or, or do they do they do they, do they, do they definitely take it?
4: I think they de- they definitely need to take Dillard. Mm. But na- now I've said that, they probably will trade. <laughs>
1: Um, a, a team, Rob, that uh, I don't think who will trade uh, from pick 10, the Denver Broncos. Uh,
3: I think there's more chance of Norwich getting relegated this year than it is for um, <laughs> Denver Broncos to trade this pick away. There, there's too many, there's too many um, needs for the Broncos in a key position. Um, they've got, I've just written down, there's six needs that they need. But the main ones, obviously quarterback, we know they've just got um, Joe Flacco from Bottle Ravens. But... They're going to need someone for the future. So maybe if, if a Dwayne Haskins is still available at this spot, that could be a nice slot for the, for him. Um, also, uh, I think it's a bit early for, for cornerback. I, I don't know... I don't think it's going to be a quarterback taking This a cornerback taken this early, but um, Edge, they could do with some some help on Edge. So you've got players like Rashawn Gary that are still likely going to be there. Um, Brian Burns, no one's mentioned him yet, so he could potentially go there. Uh, also, tight end, uh, you mentioned TJ Hawkinson, both of you did a, a minute ago. Um, if he's still there, they need a tight end and, and offensive lineman as well. So, you know, there's, there's plenty of options for the Denver Broncos to go down at this pick. But... Um, Now you're going to ask me who they're going to pick. Um, I think they're going to go for... um, Has anyone mentioned Ed Ed Oliver, by the way? Um, I don't think anyone's mentioned So If he falls this far, I think he's the best player available. Mm. Um, So they could probably shore up their their defensive line with Ed Oliver. Mm. Um, But I think, realistically, their pick will be... I think it'll be TJ Hawkinson. I think you're going to go tight end.
1: Mm. Who's there? I I think the Broncos are all over the other Devin. Whoever, with the linebacker that doesn't go to Tampa, goes to to the Broncos, uh, in my opinion. But we shall shall see in a couple of days.
3: I I, I think linebacker, Bradley Chubb, obviously, last year they drafted, and Von Miller's there. So linebacker, for me, is one position that they're pretty sweet on. So Mm. I don't know whether they'll touch him that early. Mm.
1: Yeah, no, we're going to say just, a, just a, gut, a gut feel on that one. Um, sure. T- talking of gut feels, you don't really get good gut feelings about the Bengals, but Lee, you've got them at, <laughs> at, at, at 11.
2: Let's hope Adam's not listening to this little section. He's <laughs> that. No, I'm with you. I mean, I think the Bengals have got a couple of places they could go. Um, I think that they'll be hoping that uh, John, John Elworth swings from the fences again and tries to take a world quarterback. Because I'm with you, Tim. I think that the Broncos could be all over. Uh, one of the Devins, whoever's there, whichever one is left after the... Uh, you know the books, or whoever takes the first one, because um, I think Vic Fangio coming in is going to change to a three-four, and you know you got the two of the linebackers that you mentioned a minute ago. We've got Chubb and, and uh, Bob Miller rushing from the outside. And then I think you need really athletic guys in the middle, which which one of the Devons could be for the Broncos. Which you know, like I say, the Bengals will be hoping to kind of replicate as well because they need a linebacker really, really badly. Um, it's one thing that's just like it's got absolutely no depth, no start potential, really on their whole roster at any of the three forts, they could definitely double down on that position throughout the draft. Yeah. You know, and if worse comes to worst and both the Devons are off there, I don't think the linebacker worth taking there at the eleventh pick overall. No. So I think then we could switch our attention towards the right tackle spot. They just paid Bobby Hart a ridiculous amount of money for a player of his calibre. Um and you know he's a replacement tackle at best. And obviously you've got Cordy Glenn who is who's good but aging, you know, and then you know you've got Alex Redmond at the right guard spot who isn't great. So you could take someone who's like a kind of guard tackle combo, someone like Cody Ford. Uh, I think that'd be a good pick for them. Mm. You know, you can, you can let Bobby Hart sort of try and earn his money, uh, play Cody Ford, the right guard. So when Bobby Hart sucks, obviously you can just slot, you can slot Ford in uh, to the right tackle spot and then try and boost your uh, guard spot later on.
1: Mm. Yeah, and again, Bengals are, are one of those teams where quite a few people are quite happy to to give them uh, a quarterback. I don't think they'll go for it because you know I think they'll be, have a they'll add a piece in here uh, for the future, so that if they do suck next year, with that and Andy Dalton experiment kind of dies, Zach Taylor can then pick a deep more a, a decent quarterback at the top end of the draft in twenty twenty. That leaves over to me for the pack one of the first of uh, the Packers first round picks uh, at number twelve. I think they'll take it. I think they'll take both of their picks in the first round. Um, they, they busted their D in the in the free agency, didn't they, with the, both the Smiths and uh, Adrian Amos over there from the, the Bears. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, both of these picks obviously are on offense. Now they could go offensive line. Um but I think they could probably go yeah, if Hawkinson for some reason is still there, uh, he could be he could be off the board there in Green Bay. Probably too early for Fant. Uh, although it wouldn't surprise me since they just want pass catches there. Um probably too too early for a wide receiver too, at this point. So it's, it's either gonna be a lineman um, or or T J Hawkinson for me again. Plenty of linemen at, at this point. Say Cody Ford, um, Greg Little. Even might be might be a bit of reach at this, at this point. But there's going to be there's going to be an offensive lineman there that probably uh, Green Bay Green Bay would like if if T J Hawkinson uh, is not there. So nice and quick there for the Packers. I think it's pretty straightforward, when you've only got one side of the ball to to worry about. Really could do. A, you know, um, obviously Clay Matthews is, is gone as well. So maybe the, later on in the draft they can pick up someone on defense as well, just to to give a bit of depth. Uh, talking of depth, that's not what the Dolphins really have, but they are picking up from 13, Rob.
3: Yeah, the Dolphins are from 13. And for me, a similar situation to Denver here with the quarterback. Uh, they've got uh, veterans coming in, in um, Ryan Fitzmagic, Um they're going to need a quarterback but i don't think this is where they pick their quarterback i think they're going to ride with Fitzmagic this year uh, for me it's going to be either uh, an offensive lineman or an edge rusher uh, so it's one of the above it's either andre dillard if he's still there sorry andre andre dillard who's if he's still there cody ford or on on the edge uh, you're looking at montez sweat or cleryn ferrell possibly mm. actually I've got slated down yeah. um so my my pick will be yeah, I think Claire and Farrell actually is a, is a nice fit for, for, for Miami. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think the good thing about being in the teens this year is, you know, there's there's a lot of teams here that have lots of needs in positions where there's lots of players. So you're going to find a lot of teams are just going to be picking people that fall into their laps. You know, you've got Falcons, Redskins, yeah. Panthers coming up. Um, you know, everyone obviously you can never have enough depth on on the lines as well. But um, you, you, I think you'll find a lot of these these team picks. You're, you're just going to get players that are just going to just going to be there, and it's going to kind of be you know still a sport for choice despite being uh, in the middle of the first round. Um,
3: yeah, it's, it, like you said, it's going to be it's going to be best player available uh, in the in the positions that they need the most. And yeah, like I said, for for me in the first round for, for Miami, it's either uh, edge rusher or offensive offensive tackle, offensive lineman. So whatever they've got high up on their ball, I think, I think they're
4: going to take. I don't think they're going to trade away.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Kieran Falcons at fourteen. Where do they go?
4: I've got them taking Brian Burns defensive line. I think it's a need for them, yeah. and if they want to ever go. Like think about looking into the playoff defense a big thing they need to look at they've obviously got great receivers like Julio Jones Ridley but de- their defense is, is either aging or just doesn't have the ability so I've got i taking Brian Burns because he's got that speed the explosiveness he's got the size and he's got the power I've seen it bully offensive linemen mm-hmm. It like you could probably call NSPCC this stuff is ridiculous he does to offensive linemen mm-hmm. so I've, I've got him taking him mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I agree that the Falcons is a, is a need on, on defence. Not necessarily because they're, they're not, you know, Deion Jones, Grady Jarrett, uh, Tack McKinley. Is, and, you know, you've got some decent playmakers. It's just injuries that decimated them last year. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, depth, I, I think. And I'd say I really like Brian Burns there as well, actually. Um, it, 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 again, there's going to be a, a multitude of players that they can take at, at, at this position. So, um, surely no no, um, no lack of depth here at, at 14. But, yeah, I like the pick there. Um, Lee, a couple of ways the Redskins could go here.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, Just one thing to get out of the way, first and foremost, I don't think they'll go quarterback at this this point mm. in the middle of the first round. I think they're just going to roll with Case Keenum, see what see what that brings, uh, and then maybe attack it next year. You know, If he sucks, then he sucks. Obviously, they'll have a high pick next year, and they'll be able to have a better pick of a better class. I don't think they should, and they will, sort of dive in in the middle of the first round, which isn't ever really a great spot to take a quarterback unless you're... In a super deep class. Um, so I don't think they'll do that. So then you're looking towards the perimeter on both sides of the ball, really. Uh, you know, when you're number one wide receiver is Josh Doxon, you know, you've got problems, and then even more problems when Paul Richardson's number two and Brian Quick's number three. Um, so yeah, not a lot going on there. And obviously, you know, it's a nice sweet sweet spot for wide receivers. You know, you're looking at you're looking at Metcalf again. If he's still on the board, you're looking at Hakeem Butler, perhaps give yourself that red zone potential. Um, and if you're not going wide receiver, and obviously I could do we've we've spoken on our offensive podcast about the amount of wide receivers you could take. Um, a sneaky little need for the skins is that this cornerback, I would say. You know, Josh Norman's getting up there in age and in my opinion is isn't that good anymore. Uh he's definitely a system guy as well. And then after him, you know, you've got Fab Moreau, who they drafted in a, in 2017, in the middle of the 17 draft. And then you've got Dominic rodgers Camary, who, who again is like super old and not that good. So it's you know it, we might be thinking of uh, Byron Murphy here and uh, to just kind of elevate that group a little bit and give them a bit of a playmaker that they lack.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, firstly, how dare you besmirch Jeremy Sprinkle? Uh,
2: by the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: um, no, I just, of course. Um, yeah, and no, I I, I, again, it's quite funny actually. How a couple of weeks ago, everyone was saying about Miami. Uh, Miami and Washington and uh, Cincinnati and, and all the rest of them all taking quarterbacks and now we're all saying well yeah it'd be interesting to see actually how many quarterbacks go uh, in this round. I think it's going to be a case of Kyler Murray going early. Uh, I know Kieran you think uh, Haskins is going to go to the Giants but you could see a lot of them fall and uh, quite a lot of the maybe these teams that I've just said they're trading back into the first round to to grab uh, one or two of these. Be very interesting to see uh, how that all plays out. Uh, but we get yeah, to... it's
4: not a great class for quarterbacks at all. No, like realistically, no, no. two of them may be a first round prospects, especially matched up against last year. We were spoiled with talent,
3: yeah, yeah, and we're going to be spoiled again next year, yeah, so yeah, for uh, sure. I'm... A lot of these teams, like I just mentioned with Miami and and Denver, they're they're probably going to be happy to ride these guys out who would have signed in the off season just for one season. Um, you know, what, what's the worst going to happen? They're going to get a top five pick next year and grab one of these top guys like Tua or or Jake Fromm. Um, you know, these guys who have got that elite quality. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And I'm just putting it out there. I actually really like Will Greer, so um, I, <laughs> I I'm going to start the uh, conducting so... on, on, on that on that
2: train. Um, <laughs> Can I now that we're sort of talking about next year's quarterback cost? Can I just go back to the Miami pick and just mention something? Go on. So I think we mentioned obviously Miami maybe taking an offensive lineman. I agree with Rob on that, and I think it, it would be it'd be quite quite it would be a little bit of a clue for next year because obviously two yep. is probably going to be the number one yep. pick. So if they take a right tackle, obviously two is left-handed, so that'd be his blind side protector. I know the know blindside Tunsil's had his, has his issues, so they're probably not going to switch him up to the right side. But yeah, if they, they've got their eyes on tour for next year then they take a right tackle, it's kind of a little bit of a clue sort of where they want to go. Because mm-hmm. like I say, it's going to be protecting the blind side rather than your new traditional right-handed quarterback. Obviously, we've not had a left-handed quarterback in the league for quite a while, so it might just be a little bit of a forgotten, forgotten mm-hmm. art and a forgotten thing. Yeah.
1: Very ben, good point. I like that. That's a deeper dive than most. Salah the other night. Um, <laughs> this is what you're <laughs> paid the big bucks, Yeah, <laughs> Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson on the case. Love it. Um, but you know, that is a very, very good point. Absolutely very good point. Um... They're not tanking, Lee. Then you know, they're not. They're not tanking. Want...
2: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded back for a couple of uh, you know it, not in the first round, but maybe later on down the line if they can get like a twenty twenty pick at some point, mm. and give themselves a bit more flexibility to move around. Um, you know, just so they've got ammo to guarantee themselves. You know, if they really do like one of their the guys up there, mm. and uh, yeah, the guys we mentioned a minute ago are definitely the number one uh, guys from. Herbert obviously who dropped out of this class, uh, tour. and Jacob Eason as well, I've mm-hmm. mentioned.
1: Yeah, Dolphins have a, a plethora of uh, twenty twenty picks as well, so um yeah, exactly. of ammo, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um so final pick then of this podcast, pick sixteen, is me with the Carolina Panthers again. Uh, they're just going to be the beneficiaries, aren't they? Of um, you know, they can. T- there's lots of needs, and there's going to be lots of players available, so they could go for Garrett, uh, Garrett Bradbury from NC State, not too far away from Carolina. Cody Ford, and again Oklahoma. Clarence Farrell, again if they're there. Uh, another couple of names, maybe Jerry Tillery and, and Christian Wilkins a, a, as well. Um, of, they, potentially, they could. You know, I don't think they'll go wide receiver, but there's obviously a need there. DJ Moore really being t- really the only one there. Devin Funchess obviously packing his bags uh, for. Uh, pastures new uh went dj Moore last year but i, I think uh, it make, makes sense to either go lineman uh, again because you know there's plenty of them and that and that's what they need they need to uh, cam, cam newton and christian mccaffrey are gonna are gonna run the ball a hell of a lot as well so um don't be surprised you yeah, there's loads of people there there's they, uh, they could go either way uh, and i don't think they're going to trade out of that pick as well um which is yeah which is, is perfect. If you pick 16 in the draft, usually you are thinking no, there's going to be players here that have, they've got question marks, but generally even at this point where you know I've just reeled off six or seven players there that you know are probably going to be there. So uh, for some for someone like Carolina who who need the depth and um, who was who was the guy that retired from Carolina? Matt Khalil? Matt Khalil, that's it? No, 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 no. He went he went somewhere. I think I thought someone uh, Ryan Khalil then. Who was um no, it's was defense, um Oh Julius Peppers, Julius Peppers. yeah, that
2: was alright. Oh,
0: okay, yeah, yeah. sorry, I've got because
1: we we're talking about authentic line. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, if they want to place him again, there's, there's plenty of people there to do. So that's gonna that's gonna wrap us up for the first the first part, if you like, of take or or trade. Um, join us tomorrow where you can find out picks 17 to 32. So we're we'll beginning from the Browns, uh, not the Browns. Why have I got the Browns at 17? No, it's the Giants. <laughs> it's the Giants at 17. What, idiot. It is. What, what, what an idiot. Uh, all the way to 32 <laughs> at, at that 32. So that'll be uh, that will be first down on tomorrow's podcast. We hope you can, hope you enjoyed the first 16 picks there as well. Uh, don't forget you can follow us on the Twitter at uh, Full10Yards, at FF FFBritBaller, at Wakefield90, and myself is at Tim underscore Monk85. Kieran, do you have Twitter? What's your, what's your Twitter these days?
4: Uh, I've got to make a new Twitter, but my Instagram is SalamiBoyUK, and that's B O I. Don't, don't ask. But it's, it's a long story. You'll find me because my screen name is Jordan Fickford.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. On on that note, uh, we'll we'll wrap this podcast up and say we'll we'll speak to you all tomorrow. Thanks for joining in. But uh, until tomorrow, it's goodbye from Rob. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Lee. Yeah. See you tomorrow, Rob. It's goodbye from Kieran. See you later, guys, we'll speak to you all tomorrow. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's a bye bye for now. A bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards or email the show Full10Yards at gmail.com.